Welcome into Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite, Casey Phillips and Scott Smith here. And, you know, we were just talking about we don't even know what there is to discuss today. There's no Not news happening. <laughs> yeah, we're amazed you guys are even tuning in. There's nothing really going on. We but talk about all those reserve futures that we signed. That's right. Week. All those reserve futures contracts that we yeah. signed last week. Well, maybe I think I heard something about a coach. <laughs> is, that a, is that a real thing? So maybe maybe talk about that a little bit. I think sure. people seem uh a little bit excited yeah. so far already. We, we do want to take your questions. I'm already seeing a whole lot of excitement, comments, all this stuff, which is great. And if you do have questions, we definitely want to get to those. And as always, we love hearing where you're watching from. So as we let some of those questions roll in, tell me your thoughts, initial thoughts when you found yeah. out this was a done you, deal. You're not seeing anything. It's all happy, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, everyone I, is very excited. It's pretty interesting because I've been through a lot of these um, coaching changes and coaching hires. And, you know, there's usually optimism around that because it's a new beginning. But I don't know if I've seen one that was so universally approved as this one. That's a great point. It just seems like the perfect fit at the perfect time. Uh, Bruce Arians, we didn't even say the name. Right, yeah. <laughs> Bruce Arians <laughs> is Bruce the Arians coach. is the new head In coach of the Buccaneers. Uh, agreed to a four-year deal with a fifth-year option uh, that could take it through 2023, that contract. Hopefully that will happen. You know, um, mm -hmm. a nice long uh, stretch with the same head coach would be a welcome difference yeah that's true everybody always loves that word continuity and continuity. sometimes it's overrated sometimes it's underrated well continuity in most cases tends to indicate that you're doing pretty well right. uh you know bruce when we started this process and we started interviewing people like chris richard and other guys like that obviously we had to research them and uh and write stories and talk about it and whatever and um they're all good candidates and and you bruce harrians has a pretty obvious profile so it's not like we didn't already know what this was but i gotta admit when i got in more and in deeper into his resume in order to write stories it was even more impressive than i realized i mean he's had quite a career in the nfl he really has that's awesome i love hearing that stuff i mean the people that he's worked with the success that his teams have had you know you talk about him as a head coach do you know that the arizona cardinals have been playing since 1920 the very wow. first year they weren't arizona back then but the very first year of uh of the NFL officially it was 1920 wow. and they were Cardinals one of the teams Bruce Arians is the winningest coach in their entire history that's incredible that's a hundred year history that's in, that's incredible in five seasons he won 49 games it's the most in any five season stretch in their history and that that says something to me you know he didn't just arrive at a place that was already successful he turned that around that's, and that's, a, what yeah, that's a great point want, right uh one of our questions I already know that you're probably only going to be able to answer like a little bit of it or none of it okay. but I know it's a question a lot of people are gonna have I saw Brian ask about whether or not the team was going to do a 4-3 or 3-4 yeah. defense which is obviously referring to the idea of who uh, his defensive coordinator would be, which there, you know, we've, we've seen reports out there and, mm -hmm. and things, but the, as of now, the team has only actually reported the Bruce Arians hiring right. and none of his staff I think staff you can go yet. ahead and, and even say the name you're talking about there, Todd Bowles, right? There's been right. a lot of reports, and um, like you said, we haven't announced any other hires other than Bruce Arians yet, but if he were to bring in Todd Bowles, who he's worked with before, or another uh, coordinator who generally favors the 3-4 Will the Bucks switch to a 3-4? And I think that's a fascinating question. I think that's something we're going to be talking about a lot this offseason, mm -hmm. especially if it's Todd Bowles that comes in here. One thing you got to realize with a lot of these guys, Todd Bowles included, is they, they aren't just exclusively one thing. He, As an example, Todd Bowles right. has worked with 3-4 and 4-3. And, uh, I mean, I think there's a very good chance you could see a switch to a 3-4, which is fascinating to me because the Buccaneers have been a 4-3 team since 1991 the last time we were, had a 3-4 team was in 1990 and wow. you know that's just something we haven't seen around here and it would be very very interesting and it, it does open a whole nother can of worms because there are different sorts of players that you need at certain positions whether you're uh, basically a 3-4 or a 4-3 but 
with a lot of these guys, Todd Bowles included, you also see they have a lot of they've done, they've done a lot of variety. There's been a lot of creativity in what they do. So it's it's really hard to pigeonhole some guy as exactly just hey, this is a three four guy and we're going to be playing the three four defense on every down and so on. You know, you see a lot, and I think this is a trend in the NFL. You see a lot of creativity no matter what your base front is three four four three. I mean, look at look at the Baltimore Ravens Chargers game the other day. They ran all but one play, this is the Chargers, with seven defensive backs on the field. They just sometimes you have to get creative, and I right. think there's guys out there, and I think Todd Bowles is a good example. There are, there are people out there who have shown that they can be creative like that, and it's not you're not pigeonholed into one thing. You can't just say 3-4 and think that's it. They, they use their personnel, they use the strengths of their personnel, and they combat the strengths of the team that they're playing, and they get creative with a lot of And he did that in Arizona, by the way. And related, to, you talked about how it might – uh, affect the personnel in some ways. Uh, Morton asked, what do you think this would mean for the re-signing of Quan Alexander? I don't think that would I, – actually, I think that would make you more likely because if you're playing a 3-4, now you're talking about four linebackers on the field and you're two – what you consider traditional linebackers, run around and tackle guys, um, you have two of those and you basically call them inside linebackers. And I think Quan would be a really good fit for that. And then your two outside guys – uh, at least one of them on the field at all times is generally a pass rusher off the edge. So I think that's really where you're going to have more questions. Do we have a guy like that? I mean, here's let's throw a name out there, Noah Spence. Does the 3-4 right. give Noah Spence a chance to sort of rejuvenate his career a little bit? He is sort of the size of a 3-4 pass rushing linebacker. But I think Quan would fit fine in a 3-4. So if we were already motivated to sign him, um, I wouldn't think that would have changed. Now, you are throwing – you do have a new – coach and an entire coaching staff that's going to come in and, and it's going to you know eat all the tape and they're going to they're going to evaluate every player that was here and so the way that we can tell our former staff felt about certain players isn't necessarily going to be the same thing as the new guys right. we don't know that yet but we do think I mean I think you'd probably agree with me that Quan's a very good player oh and of they, course yeah and so and a huge presence in yeah, the locker room and really an emotional leader on the field so um, if I'm a betting man, I think we're just as interested in having him back as we were two days ago. Right, which is huge. I'm seeing a lot of people asking about Jameis and how we feel like this could help his development. And, I mean, Bruce Arians wrote a book called Quarterback Whisperer, so I feel like that's <laughs> got to be exciting. And it was so cool to learn that he actually coached Jameis in a camp in ninth grade. Oh, no. I mean, and loved him back and then. And loved him even back then. Said so he threw like a 90-mile-per-hour 90 90 fastball. Yeah, it's incredible. So what do you feel like this could mean for Jameis' development and, and seeing some of the other quarterbacks Bruce Arians has coached yeah. and, and the development we've seen under him? For good reason. Everybody likes to talk about the way Bruce, he was in uh, Indianapolis in 98 when Peyton Manning arrived, worked with him his first three years. He was with uh, Pittsburgh when Ben Roethlisberger arrived eventually was his offensive coordinator he worked with Andrew Luck in his rookie year those are great things but actually actually a guy that maybe we haven't talked about a lot yet that I think is a real nice uh, uh, example here is Carson Palmer now mm -hmm. Carson Palmer was much farther along in his career than Jameis is right now but Carson Palmer had been in Cincinnati kind of the, the end was a little bit disgruntled, got traded to Oakland, and he had two years in Oakland that were kind of lackluster, you know? And it, it kind of felt like, to me, I remember this, it kind of felt like Carson Palmer's career was pretty much, you know, just kind of right. going down towards the end. And then he went to Arizona and was rejuvenated, and a few years in there, he had the best year of his entire career. I mean, threw for 4,600 yards and 35 touchdowns, threw the ball downfield, had the best yards per uh, attempt of his career had the best passer rating of his career so what you're seeing is a guy 
Carson Palmer was clearly a talented guy. He was the number one overall pick in the draft at one point, just like James Winston. James Winston is clearly a talented football player. Right. Uh, can Bruce come in and sort of take him to the next level? And I think the experience with Carson Palmer tells me there's a very good chance of that happening. Okay. Uh, Jay asked something related to when we were talking about how he might help Jameis, but Jay asked which players overall might benefit the most yeah. on the team from this hiring. Of just specifically Bruce or all of the, you know, I mean, I guess we have to see. We how have the staff to, I think, yeah, together. as of now, we, we have to kind of treat it as just the Bruce Arians hiring. We haven't confirmed other things. I think we've already hit on a couple of them there. Um, you know, uh, obviously Jameis, mm -hmm. uh, Noah Spence potentially. Um, you know, I understand that uh, some of his defenses uh, in Arizona were very um, aggressive, so the cornerbacks played more like press man coverage, so that could be good for Carlton Davis. Right. Uh, and any of the corners that like that style of play. Um, you know, after that, I think we're going to have to wait and see. Okay, and we'd also had several questions Vita about... Bea. He could He could work really well. That's as, true. If it was switched a, to a 3-4, he, he would could, be great. You know, these those great 3-4 defenses that um, the Steelers, for instance, have had for so many years, they're the best example of a 3-4 defense that's usually always successful. And um, they've always had nice pass rushing outside linebackers, the latest one being T.J. Watt. But almost always, when their defense was great, the sort of unsung great player was the nose tackle that was in the middle. And maybe he didn't have 10 sacks, but he was such a force in the middle that m sort of made that whole 3-4 front work. And right. that could be Vita Vea. Um, I'm going to combine, essentially, two questions that I've seen. I saw Nick and then, of course, several other people as well asking about uh, if there are former Cardinals players that played under Bruce Arians that now might – be enticed or lured or brought in because of him being here. And then another one was uh, Brian was asking if we thought this hire could help lure free agents to Tampa. So in general, yeah. we talked about how our current players could benefit under Bruce Arians, but now looking at players that are not currently yeah. on the roster that now might have an incentive to come here. It's a little tricky on the first half of that question because it's I'd have to know off the top of my head who are pending free agents and who are not. You know, I right. know people are going to say Patrick Peterson. They're going to say say, and Tyron Matthews. Yes, those are the two names that yes. everyone's asking and, about. And, that those are interesting thoughts. I, I don't know about Matthew. He's in Houston now, I mm -hmm. think, right? But yep. um, Peterson, I don't think his his contract is expiring this year, so it's a little tricky for us on that. But in terms of free agents wanting to come here, I think that's a very good point. Uh, we talked at the very top of the show about how it seems like um, all of the feedback has been positive, right? I've right. really not seen anything negative, and, and generally there is something negative, I was going right? to say, the Somebody. Internet is, you know, <laughs> yeah. never unanimously my positive. My experience with Twitter, as an example, yeah. is not... <laughs> not unanimously and positive. And so there probably is some negative response out there, but I personally haven't seen it. I don't know what you've seen mm -hmm. in, in this, all the responses here, but it sounds like you're saying it was mostly positive, It is, right? Yeah, it is very positive. Um, that's the same thing. That, that's the same reaction that a player is going to have. That's A, he's going to know... Um, you know how it went with Bruce in Arizona and Indianapolis and uh, there's a lot of what I saw some coverage of this not just fan reaction but uh, media media reaction is that you know the Buccaneers have a lot of talent on their team there's a lot of people who think that's a very talented team that is underachieved so if you believe that right. as a free agent and there certainly is reason to do so then that could be very compelling you know this, this is a good time maybe to get on board with something that's about to go really well. Right, that's a great point. Um, and we plus, we talked about how if we do change defense as an example, and even on offense, these new, these guys are going to want certain types of players. And so right. uh, you could see um, them going after certain types of players and those players realizing that's a good fit here. Okay. Sorry about cutting you off there. No, you're good. Um, we talked a little bit about Jameis, and, and we've talked 
more, though, I think about defense and how that could potentially change depending on who Bruce Arians brings in. I wanted to get your thoughts. A lot of people have been asking about just Bruce Arians' offensive ideas overall because we know that the offense has been such a strength of this team recently, and he's known for the no-risk-it-no-biscuit yeah. quote and, and liking to go downfield a lot. So knowing the stats that this offense produced this mm -hmm. last year, right. do you see that continuing in terms of it being a big yardage, yeah. high-powered, high-octane offense continuing? You would certainly hope so. There aren't a lot of offenses in the league, though, that really um, emphasize throwing the ball downfield. And I mean, I don't necessarily mean bombs on every play, but those intermediate range throws that we did so well right. the last four years um, and last year in particular, there aren't a lot of teams that press the ball downfield as much as the Bucks' offense in recent years. So it would it would almost be hard to imagine it being more than that. But if right. but I still think, and I think you some of the things you said there uh, play into that. That Bruce and his staff will have uh, will, will understand that we have the talent for that sort of attack, especially when you're talking about Jameis Winston. So I don't think they would de-emphasize that. Right. I was talking about Carson Palmer earlier, and I think it was his 2015 season maybe that they went 13-3 and three or something like that. And his yards per attempt and yards per completion led the league. And that's the kind of stats you see here. I mean, the Buccaneers, if you look a little deeper into the stats of this past year, obviously we led the league in passing. But we, we also led the league in average yards at the point where the ball was caught. Mm. And, um, and that means you're pressing the ball downfield. And um, that will – I don't think you're going to see that go away. Right. Obviously, it's going to be a different offense. And, and a little part of that, too, it'll, it'll be even more effective if the offensive line is even more effective. And I, could, I think you could see some personal changes there. And obviously, you're going to have a new coaching staff that coaches the offensive line differently. So if, that, if the results from the offensive line get better, then – then even it can be emphasized even more because the protections are better and it allows you to hold the ball a little bit longer. Right, that's a great point. Uh, Ruben uh, says he's checking in from uh, Jordan, oh, which yeah. is People, pretty cool. That is cool, and, and keep telling us where you're from. Yeah, I always think that's really great. He was asking how soon can the new coaches get to work with the players yeah, considering it, it's offseason. Well, a little sooner than other teams, but they can't really – they can't do anything until the offseason program begins, and that's in April. You know, I mean, they can talk to guys, and I'm sure that he will, and reach out and right. talk to everybody. But, and you can work with rehab players are rehabbing in terms of their rehab, but you can't do anything with them on the field right. or in the classroom until like April. And right. we don't know the exact age yet, but when you have a new coach, you can start. I believe you can start a, a week, week early. earlier. Yeah, yeah, I think that's correct. Uh, I love this. John said, "We love you guys, but we want to see our new head coach wins the press conference." <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> we feel like we probably, when it came exactly. up and said it was live, people were like assuming it was going to be the yeah. press conference, and we, we were probably a big disappointment. To not everybody. at all insulted by the fact. I mean, that I'm a little <laughs> insulted. No. <laughs> we know you want to see Bruce and hear from Bruce. Uh, I. I we have not announced a press conference time yet. There will so. be one, but, yeah, we have not announced the actual time yet. Really soon, but it'll be worth the wait. Right, and then we'll close out with this. Uh, several questions about the run game. Uh, saw someone asked if Peyton Barber is still under contract, how Bruce Arians coming in. We know that Coach Cutter really loved Peyton Barber, um, but we, you know, we don't know yet how Bruce Arians feels about really anybody yeah. on this roster or his plans for things, who he's going to bring in. So uh, overall, do you know have any indication of how this run game could look potentially similar, yeah. different, anything in that nature? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little early on that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really think we have a lot of insight on that just yet. Okay. Right. That's true. I and think be a lot of changes. We're still seeing people ask about if there's a time for the press conference. And no, unfortunately. We will tell you soon. We promise we will alert you on all the different mediums <laughs> whenever we know. We know that we are just such a disappointment <laughs> that it's not Brazarians. He is more stylish than us, probably. Yeah, we should have worn hats. We should have. I, I plan on buying one for sure. I need to 
someone tell me where to go find one of those because those are pretty epic hats. They're on the team store. There we go. That's true. That's what we'll have to look for now. All right. That's going to do it for us in this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks, as always, for joining in on the conversation. And, again, we will let you know when a press conference time is announced for the new head coach, Bruce Arians. We'll see you next time.